in compliance with open meeting law. This meeting is being live and live broadcast and recorded. Is there anyone else in the audience who is recording the meeting? Seeing none. It doesn't appear that we have any school committee members joining us remotely, even though that is an option still. It looks like we're all here in present. So we can do uh, hand votes. At this time, I'd like to ask you all for a moment of silence for all those who serve in the military and for all those who protect us. Thank you. Sarah, could we please have a roll call for attendance? Mayor View? Here. Mr. Wagner? Here. Mr. Barcelo? Present. Mr. Doubt? Here. Mrs. Perrette? Present. Mrs. Schofield? Here. Mr. Shumsky? Here. Mr. Lamoth? Here. Mr. Gerard? Here. Mr. Bernard? Here. Mrs. Lopes? Present. Mr. Zatella? Yes. 12 present. Thank you, Sarah. Public announcements by committee members. I'll start with my left, Vice Chair Susan Sotelo-Lopes. Thank you, I'd like to just um, quickly thank Superintendent, Assistant Superintendent Cruiser, Carol Cruiser, for working with a student, a former student who still wants to get her degree, um, just on a program, Great Gateway to College. I appreciate you working so closely with her and it, it is hopeful that she may be able to attend college and finish her and get a high school degree, so I appreciate you taking that on. Thank you. Thank you, Don Lamoth. This is gonna be our last meeting before school opens, so everybody remember when school opens uh, in August, late August to beware of the kids on the street. Um, I also went to the administrator's team building event, and I thought it was very well done, and there's a lot of new staff, so there's gonna be some changes. Thank you, all set? Yep. Grace Schofield. Um, just to expand on Mr. Lamoth's comments about yesterday, I also had the opportunity to uh, spend some time with uh, the new admin team and um, administrators throughout the district, and I left that meeting very upbeat and, um, and excited for the upcoming year because of the message that I heard was um, uh, team building and trust and moving forward. So that's encouraging. Thank you. Thank you. Sam Shumsky. Yes, I just want to remind everyone that school is starting, and like Don said, that there's going to be kids in the streets. And also, if you see a school bus with a stop sign or flashing red lights, stop. Don't pass it. Be respectful. There might be a kid coming. Just follow the law. Thank you. Chet Satella. Thank you. All set. We'll go to my right. Doug Gerard. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, I'd just like to take a moment and uh, offer my prayers and condolences uh, for the family in Springfield uh, who, who went through such a tragic um, incident. And uh, I just hope the family um, can, you know, uh, stick together and, and come back and uh, find a way to overcome uh, such a, a tragic event. Um, and I hope justice prevails. Thank you. Thank you. Sandra Perret? Yeah, school is uh, starting shortly, but uh, we did have a lot of uh, work going on this summer, and I want to thank Dr. Ware for the information that he sent to us, and, and I congratulate the students. There were about, uh, I think, 135 students who were in the um, 
recovery credit recovery program and achieved uh, 1,155 credits. So congratulations to the students and the teachers that were working with them, as well as the 15 students who were able to um, receive a graduation diploma this summer with um, their efforts as well. So a lot was happening in our schools, and I, I thank everyone who um, assisted the students and the students for their perseverance. So congratulations. Thank you all set. Tim Wagner. Thank you, Mary. I, uh, I also had the pleasure of attending the, uh, the administrator's retreat. Uh, Dr. Ware and our two assistant superintendents who all did a wonderful job speaking. It gave me a lot of hope for uh, the direction that our district is heading in. Uh, so thank you both. Uh, thank you, all three of you, for doing that. Um, and I'd just like to let the community know there will be a celebrity bartender event to benefit the Boys and Girls Club of Chicopee uh, happening on Thursday, September 14th. Uh, the event can be found on Facebook. It's happening on the, at the uh, Rumble Seat Bar and Grill here in the city. So if you can, please do attend. Uh, I'm not 21, but I'll go and I'll order a Diet Coke. <laughs> well said, Tim. Thank you. Thank you for recognizing the Boys and Girls Club of Chicopee. Jay Dowd. Thank you, Mayor. I just want to say I hope everyone is staying safe and enjoying their summer. Um, and speaking of enjoying their summer, I just want to say thank you to everyone who helped organize and came out to National Night Out at Sarah Jane Park this past Monday. Um, it was a wonderful time just to see so many families. It was postponed a couple of times due to weather, unfortunately. But it was great to see um, you know, some of our students just kind of out enjoying themselves, uh, last, some of the last enjoyment for the summer before school starts back up. Uh, it's, I think it's just a great community event and it's fantastic to, to see happen, uh, continue to happen in our city and particularly in Ward 3. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Ron Bernard. Nothing at this time, thank you, Mayor. And David Barslow. Yeah, I too just wanna take a moment to recognize uh, the National Night Out Committee uh, the event gets bigger and better every year, and it's really a, a, a special event that creates camaraderie, bringing first responders, the neighborhood together, elected officials, the city council is there, the school committee members were there, the assistant superintendents were there, Dr. Ware, our superintendent was there, uh, just building those really positive relationships and that public trust and it was exciting to see so many people having such a great time and and uh, things like that just don't happen and i really felt the need to recognize the committee for all their hard work and without our sponsors you're not able to do events like that and most importantly chickapee fresh who i believe prepared 1600 hot dogs and provided dinner for everyone at the event so really proud of the success and with two postponements it still turned out to be pretty special. And most importantly, the wing eating contest uh, came down to one wing. <laughs> and Chicopee High, who had won that for, I believe, three years in a row, lost by a half a wing to the Chicopee Comprehensive Colts. So it was, <laughs> it was quite a contest. <laughs> but I will say both teams participated with dignity and respect for each other and they are looking forward to the sword game on thanksgiving morning just like i am so uh, 
Superintendent, public announcements. All right, good evening, everyone. Good evening, school committee. Good evening, everyone in the audience and those who are at home. Um, thank you for the opportunity to give some announcements. I just want to say thank you for the school committee members who made it and those even though couldn't make it, I know you were there in spirit. You sent your warm regards. We just finished this, uh, the second day of our training and I will echo all the sentiments that you heard from the school committee members up here. It's gonna be a really good year. So thank you for that and as some of the school committee members have stated school is coming and we're getting prepared. And so the first day of school is Thursday, August 31st, mark your calendars. And so we're gonna welcome our grades one through 12 back into our buildings. And the first day of um, school for grades pre-K pre and kindergarten um, are th is Thursday, September 7th. So we are getting ready to welcome our kids back into the building. We are also planning open houses and I know there are other events scheduled, and as soon as those dates become available, I will forward them to the committee. But uh, we are really excited to get things going for this upcoming school year. Thank you. Thank you, Superintendent. Uh, open public input. Speakers shall properly identify themselves by providing their name and address. There will be a 30-minute uh, length for the entire period and a limit of three minutes for the individual speakers. Speakers are chosen in first come, first serve. Topics for discussion should be limited to those items with, within the school committee's scope of authority. Comments and complaints regarding school personnel, apart from the superintendent or students, are generally prohibited unless those comments and complaints concern matters within the scope of the school committee authority. The chair of the meeting, after a warning, reserves the right to terminate speech, which is not constitutionally protected, because it constitutes true threats that are likely to provoke a violent reaction and cause a breach of the peace or incitement to eminent lawless conduct or contains obscenities. Questions asked by the public may be referred to the committee or administrative staff for consideration in a later response. I will now open up public input. Our first speaker is Charles Leboy. Charles, welcome. Uh, good evening. Uh, my name is Charles LeBoy, 452 Prospect Street, Chicopee, Massachusetts. That's, that's how that part works, right? Perfect. All right. So um, tonight I did want to introduce myself as the owner and founder of an after-school program that just began this year. Um, this is the One Strong Community Program. Uh, for the last year, we have been trying to get licensed through the Department of Early Childhood Education and Care. And as of the first of this month, we have our license and are able to service at least six members of the Chicopee community. Um, ultimately tonight, I was hoping to just kind of introduce what we offer. We're going to be offering after-school programming um, for families, mainly in the Lambert Lavoie area. Um, one issue that I did want to bring to the committee's attention, um, even though I've worked with ANCOS and Five Star Transportation to look into the matter, and they've been very helpful in trying to assist me, um, the location of the bus stop that we would be working with is a little far from where our location is, and because of the nature of our family childcare being a residential home, um, it's a little difficult to kind of create the bus stop. Um, in front of our location. It would be a lot safer if we could bring it a little bit closer um, and provide a little more comfort for families so that they didn't 
maybe have a six-year-old walking a block or two to make it to our location, but um, that is kind of the case for the bus stop that we do have. Um, and again, I do want to praise um, and, and uh, Five Star Transportation. They've been very helpful with me to understand the information, but I wanted to maybe present the issue to the school committee and see if I could speak with anyone to try and you know, create this bus stop in the future as we do have long-term plans of supporting the community. Um, already we've worked with high school students through an internship program and a grant. Um, and anyone that wants to get into early childhood education, I've always maintained um, supporting my students and doing this for the last 15 years servicing Chicopee. Um, so again, I wanted to introduce myself as the owner, the founder of this new organization, present that issue and um, open the door to see if I can work with any of you to um, make any more things possible happen at Chicopee. Thank you. All right. Next up for public, uh, sorry, public input is Robert Campton. Good evening, Mr. Mayor, Superintendent Ware, members of the school committee and guests. My name is Robert Canton. I live at 241 College Street in Chicopee. I would like to take this opportunity to speak with you about a matter that needs the attention of this committee. The matter I am referencing is the current pay scale that the Chicopee educators are currently working under. As of this meeting, the district has numerous openings for teachers, paraprofessionals, kitchen staff, special education, academic teachers, and the list goes on and on. When I began my teaching career in Springfield, people always said, you have to go to Chickabee, that is where the best schools are, and the pay is much better. Well, they were correct. I've been in Chickabee since 2005, and that was true. Unfortunately, the Chickabee school system is losing ground to other districts. By not staying competitive, the district is losing out on attracting new educators and school staff while also re retaining the current staff in many buildings. In my specific building, Chickabee Comprehensive, we have lost a host of teachers and staff from every discipline. In CTE alone, we have lost three veteran teachers with 15 plus years to other districts due to better pay and health benefits. The administrative staff at our school have done so many interviews, I have stopped counting. Personally, I have been on more than 30 interviews with still more to come. The overarching theme as to why many people do not accept positions offered is the previously mentioned pay and benefits. The district has, a, has been investing in the infrastructure in the city, which is commendable, but now the district must invest in its most valuable resource, all of the staff that keep our system moving to educate, nurture, and grow our students. So the district is at a tipping point. You, the school committee, must decide if we will move forward and increase both the pay scale and benefits to bring us back from the brink or keep the status quo and roll the dice and hope for the best. If we lose more talents and staff at our schools, the one that will truly suffer will be the students in the Chicopee Public Schools. Thank you for allowing me to speech on such a critical situation. 
Thank you. Next up, I have, uh, I've been asked to move this person to last. I have Mary Beth Costello. Thank you, Mayor, uh, Superintendent Ware, members of the school committee. My name is Mary Beth Costello, and I live at 66 Voss Avenue, and I'm a Ward 9 city councilor. Today I'm here for two reasons, very briefly. One reason is a uh, request by a constituent. Uh, this, this particular constituent is a veteran, and he had noticed that some of the outdoor flags were tattered, and that he was hoping that for the beginning of this school year, we would have new flags outside so that the children can see a brand new American flag at their school as they enter school. I want to thank Grace Schofield, who I've been working with on this issue, and she has been in contact, I believe, with the city facility, or excuse me, the school department facilities. So as a follow-up, I just want to make sure that my constituents' request is at least acknowledged. The second reason why I'm here, and I'm going to make it very brief, but I appreciate what Mr. Canton had said. Um, I have been getting concerns from several constituents in regards to salaries, and I'm very pleased that Mr. Canton did speak in public tonight, and I am very pleased that this issue is being brought forward tonight on your agenda for discussion in regards to the salary. Thank you very much. Thank you. I have next up is Neva Frumkin. Welcome. Good evening, Mayor, Superintendent, and School Committee members. My name is Neva Frumkin. Neva, I apologize. Thank you. <laughs> and I am a Special Education Coordinator for Related Services in the District. I coordinate the services of 49 occupational therapists, physical therapists, speech therapists, and school psychologists in our 15 schools. These therapists work with all of our students across the district with disabilities of all types. I also coordinate outside services for students with hearing and vision needs. I've worked in Chicopee District as a Unit B employee for almost 20 years. Tonight, I am here to speak with you specifically about the skilled and knowledgeable therapists who are providing exceptional services to our Chicopee students and their families. Chicopee is so fortunate to have these professionals working in our city every day. During and after COVID, our very consistent therapy department had some expected attrition with staff members retiring early or making other family decisions to leave the district. In order to rebuild and stabilize our therapy staff, we have been able to recruit and hire some amazingly qualified new therapists, but not enough. 
As I have been conducting interviews regularly, what I hear from applicants is that they would love to work in Chicopee, but they are interviewing in other districts which are offering a much higher salary rate, a sign-on bonus, differential pay, and better health insurance coverage. Excellent applicants are telling me as much as they would prefer to work in Chicopee, they have student loans to pay back, college tuitions to pay, and young families that need affordable health insurance, and so they can't justify taking Chicopee's significant lesser benefits. Unfortunately, as the word spreads, we've also lost a couple of our current Chicopee therapists to other school districts for the same reasons. For the first time since I've been a special education coordinator, we have openings on the therapy staff as school begins this fall. There are two open school psychology positions, one speech pathology position, and an unfilled position for a vision teacher. I have never had these openings before. I am here sharing stories specifically about applicants for therapy positions, but I know that this is the same situation occurring across all of special education and general education in the district. Chickabee schools used to be competitive with surrounding school districts and could attract and retain the full complement of necessary teachers, staff, and therapists to take care of our students and families with Chicopee pride. On behalf of the therapists and other exceptional teachers and staff out there who would prefer to work in Chicopee but are taking jobs elsewhere, please seriously consider bringing us back up to par with competitive and, and competitive with surrounding districts. Incentives like a sign-on bonus, raising salaries in all the units, reconfiguring our health insurance percentages would have a great impact. And on behalf of the extraordinary therapists, teachers, and staff who have stayed in Chicopee and remain devoted to Chicopee students and their families through thick and thin, please show your Chicopee gratitude with a loyalty bonus, competitive salaries, reconfiguring health insurance, and longevity pay. I thank you for your time and appreciation. Thank you. Next up for public input is Gina Potorsky-Dahl. Good evening. My name is Gina Potorsky-Dahl. So you got that one right. That's good. That's great. Because it's Polish, right? Potorsky. Right. Let's go. I live at 68 Woodridge uh, in Chicopee, Mass. I am a 27-year educator from Chicopee Comprehensive High School, and I agree 100% with Mr. Canton and Ms. Frumkin that we are having a severe issue. Not only am I a constituent, a teacher, a parent, I'm also uh, the union new uh, member liaison, which means I have quite a job for me come August. The issue is we still have about 93 positions in the Chicopee Public Schools that need to be filled. We have almost 20 positions alone at Chicopee Comprehensive High School, including a lot of the career tech education teachers that are in need. We're a career tech high school. We're a comprehensive high school, but we are a career tech high school. 
It might be a little difficult to teach carpentry if you don't have a teacher or welding or any of the other shops that are in fact missing teachers. We are missing a myriad of special education teachers. We are missing English teachers, history teachers, science teachers. And after speaking with a number of the candidates, speaking with a number of the Unit B and administrative team that have had to do the interviews, it's coming down to insurance benefits. They say, well, the pay is not too, too bad. It's a little bit of a pay cut, but it's a wonderful system. What's the benefit? What do we get paid out? The city pays 50%. Quick tabica, you know, tabulation on the calculator. People cannot afford a $10,000 cut in their pay. They can't afford 5,000. It is an extraordinary amount. I pay for insurance for my family. And I can't even imagine what it would be for somebody who doesn't have children for two people because there is no plus one in Chicopee to pay insurance, a family rate for two people. It is a huge, huge amount. And it really does cut into someone's budget, especially when they're trying to deal with the high cost of living that we're dealing with right now. I love my job. I love my students. I'm very proud of the, the six that graduated from comp after graduation. I was so excited to see their names. Five of them were mine and I'm very proud of them. I also know that a number of my colleagues this year left. Some of them left right at the end of the year, some of them left over the summer, some of them found those jobs and they just could not say no to the pay increase, the signing bonus, and most importantly, the benefits, the insurance. They were not paying 50%, and it is a lot. I understand that. But from this very board, I've heard we need to hire quality candidates. How do you get quality candidates? You pay them a quality wage. You give them that raise. You give them that money. Exactly what we're looking for here. We're looking for quality. We don't just want to hire someone. We want to hire someone well-qualified, special, who understands what our students need. We don't want to hire a body. We want to hire somebody special. Thank you. Thank you. Next up for public input is Laura Demacus. Good evening, Dr. Ware, Mayor View, dedicated school committee members, CEA members, and viewing public. My name is Laura Demacus. I live at 51 Westbrook Road in South Hadley. And I am here as your agenda has items tonight pertaining to discussing reopening salary negotiations as clearly as others. And I'm going to try and not restate what everyone has said so far and just bring some um, other things to the table for you to consider. So I'm going to try and keep this as plain and simple as I can. We have a lot of positions to fill still. The neediest, the SPED positions are being at the forefront. We are filling positions, and this is the other thing to consider. It's not, as, as Gina just said, it's not about warm bodies. We're filling positions with unqualified, uncertified, or emergency certified people because we're gonna have to. And we're still not filling all the positions. We are hiring our paras to be teachers, which takes them out of the classroom to be the additional support that our students need. And we're not, not usually able to um, replenish them and refill them. Principals have asked me to 
forego the 10-day contractual hiring process, and rightly so, because they know if they don't accept an applicant right then and there, they're going to lose them somewhere else. There are even people who are agreeing to come and being hired to Chicopee and then get an offer somewhere else and go there. It's putting everyone in dire straits. You could be spending a ton of money, as we've seen before, in coverage pay to fill these gaps. Our students are not going to have the quality education they deserve with the money that the city has. So I have one ask tonight. When you discuss the reopening bargaining for salaries, please be realistic about what is going to take now in August rather than in June to hold on to staff and please make a decision that reflects our concern for our education, that reflects the respect and understanding of what our staff and administrators will be facing this fall, and that reflects whether education for Chicopee is, and Chicopee students, is the priority for the city that you say it is. Here are some realities I also want you to consider. Cost of living adjustment for 2023 was 8.7%, the highest since 1981. Insurance last year went up 9%, the least 9%, depending on the plan you have. Our salaries went up only 2 to 3%. That leaves our salaries at a deficit of between 12 and 14% before we even walk through the door in September. Chicopee pays thousands less than most surrounding districts. They're not giving the incentive pay, et cetera. Insurance contribution, as I've said before, by this city is one of the lowest. You have money, we have student opportunity money, act money, that other districts haven't received. You can spend it on salaries, they do it in other districts, you can look to Brockton. I'm happy to bring someone in from the MTA to explain how it's done. When, consider, when considering reopening bargaining and the terms you ask for, I'm asking you to think of these things. All of us remaining are looking forward to a new year and a new beginning with Dr. Ware and his new staff, and we appreciate all he's doing and all you do. But we really need you to be very conscientious that of those of us staying, that it's not a given, and that you need to make a decision to make Chicopee the place to be. So I thank you, and I appreciate your efforts. Thank you. That concludes public input. We have no visitors scheduled. Approval of minutes 23-8-1. Move that the minutes of the regular meeting of the school committee held on July 19, 2023 be, be approved. Susan, can I get a motion? Motion to approve. Any discussion on the minutes? Seeing none, all in favor? Aye. Anyone opposed? Motion carries. Reports 23-8-2. Report on personal action taken. No motions are needed. You can just go right into the report. Got it. So, to new business? Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry, repeat that. Uh, anything to report in the... Oh, nothing. No. No, um, at this time, uh, we would report the retirees there. None to report. Okay. We'll move on to... Yes, Sandra. Just uh, for the viewing public, there were two conferences that were approved on oh. the personnel action that was taken, and we had uh, Mr. Ingram... Uh, the CTE director who went to the Massachusetts Association of um, Vocational Administrators Conference in Fort Devens for a cost of $991. And then we also had uh, Dr. Andrea Stolar, the SPED director, who attended the Mass Urban Project in North Falmouth for a cost of $160.
Thank you. Any other discussion about yes. personal action taken? Don. Yes, on, the, on this report, there's 24 resignations. This mm -hmm. is not retirements, this is res resignations. This bolsters the fact that we're losing people. Any other discussion? S Susan. Yeah, I believe there's over 50 hires, new hires. Correct, there have been over 50 hires. Thank you. Any other discussion? Unfinished business, new, we don't have any new business, 23-8-3. All right, move that the transfer of funds totaling $73,784 be approved and this amount is being approved for instructional materials that will serve in the after school program at DuPont Middle School, as well as um, moving one English language um, um, teacher from Stryber Elementary School to Lamb. Dr. Ware, just a point of view, let me get a motion. Oh, my apologies. Don, can I get a motion? Motion, motion to transfer. Motion to transfer. All right. My Any discussion, Dr. Ware, you have the floor. <laughs> yes. Um, so this is for the, um, um, Dupont Middle School. We have an after-school program, and we're we're moving monies so we could support the after-school program, instructional materials, as well as we have an L teacher. We have two L teachers currently. One uh, at Stryber. One is being moved to Lambert. Any other discussion or comments? It's a financial transfer. I'll ask for a roll call, Sarah. Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lowe? Yes. Mr. Zatella? <coughs> Mayor View? Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barslow? Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? <coughs> yes. 12 yes. Motion carries. 23-8-4. Move that the bills warrant S072123 totaling $1,354,705.50 be approved. Grace, can I get a motion? Motion to approve. And to approve. Sam Shumsky, could you please read the warrants into the record? Yes. So I will read each, the total of each warrant with us four of them. I also want to thank John Myrecki for all of his work in getting us to these. Um, for athletics, we have... Just a, could you please put your microphone oh, up? Yeah. Thank you. So for athletics, $70,071. Food services, $124,411. General expenses, $1,433,257. Grants, $1,219,360,000. Maintenance, $371,684. Utilities, $215,970. Special education, $9,518. Student activities, $4,813. Transportation, $443,414. Telecommunications, $73,104. Sales tax, $504 for a total of $3,966,110. Any discussion on the warrants? First warrant. So we'll be voting on them individually. The first warrant is recognized as warrant 072123 for $1,354,705.50. We'll take a roll call, please. Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. Mayor View? Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barslow? Yes. Mr. Doubt? 
Yes. Mrs. Perrett? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. 12 yes. Motion carries 23-8-5. Move that the bills warrant S072823, totaling $1,084,286, be approved. Sam, could I get a motion? Motion to approve. Any discussion on the second warrant? Seeing none, Sarah will take a roll call. Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. May review? Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barcelow? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. 12 yes. Motion carries 23-8-6. Move that the bills warrant S08. 0423, totaling $1,091,808.35, be approved. Chat, can I get a motion? We have a motion to approve. Any discussion? Seeing none, Sarah, could we have a roll call, please? Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. Mayor View? Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barcelow? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. 12 yes. Motion carries, 23-8-8. Move that the bills warrant S08-1123, totaling $435,310.18, be approved. Doug, can I get a motion? Motion to approve. Any discussion? Susan. Can I just point out a couple um, expenses that were on this warrant, this particular warrant that I found interesting. Uh, we put some new carpets in at Bowie, Barry, Fairview, and Bow School. We expended $31,521 to do that. We also refinished the gym floors at various schools throughout our city, and we spent $29,251 on that. It was great to see tons of Amazon warrants. We're buying, we're stocking our classrooms. We're full of supplies. We're making sure the teachers have what they need. That's been ongoing all summer long for the past actually three or four months. Um, lots of, tons of classroom supplies and lots of things to use for our students and teachers to be um, well prepared. Stryber purchased some new chairs at $5,385. And we also invested in school brains and that was $106,223. I like reading the warrants every week and I try to just point out some that are interesting to me. Thank you. Any other discussion? Sarah, could I have a roll call? Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. Mayor View? Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barcelow? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. 12 yes. Motion carries 23-8-8. Move that the memorandum of agreement between the Chicopee Education Association, CEA, and Chicopee School Committee regarding part-time release for the CEA president, uh, president be approved and the chairperson be authorized to sign. Sandra, can we get a motion? Motion to approve. We have a motion to approve. Any discussion? Any comments? Seeing none, this is a contract. We'll take a roll call. Sarah? Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. Mayor View? 
Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barcelo? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? No. Mr. Gerard? Yes. 11 yes, one no. Motion carries. Just for clarity, it's not a contract, it's a memorandum of agreement. Mm -hmm. I misspoke. So move on to 23-8, I'm sorry, motion carries, 23-8-9. All right. Move that the school committee reopen the collective bargaining agreement with Chicopee Education Association, Unit A, for the limited purpose of discussing wages and extending the agreement for one year. Jay, can I get a motion? Um, motion to reopen the collective bargaining agreement. We have a motion to reopen the collective uh, bargaining agreement for Unit A. Any discussion? Don? Yes, um, we waited till now, August, because we were waiting for the superintendent's opinion, so now I'm going to put him on the spot and ask him what his opinion is. I appreciate that, Mr. Lamoth, um, and thank you for the opportunity. At last time when I was of you asked, um, I definitely re um, responded in that moment that I wanted time to do some research. And since then, I have been doing research, and I would like to echo a lot of the statements that you heard tonight, whether it was from um, members of the CEA or members um, from the actual staff. When, after speaking with my team, which included the director of finance, the, the director of HR, as well as the assistant superintendents, um, it became very clear that this is the direction um, we should move in. It is very true that we have multiple vacancies throughout our district, and we are working feverishly every day to fill them. It is very true that we have a loyalty, uh, a loyaltyness that lies within the people who stay, and that we are trying to entice them to stay. It is very true that there are um, exit interviews that I had reviewed where people have vo voiced their opinions about the pay that they were receiving and or about the amount of benefit that we, we supply when it comes to their health benefits. With all that being said, um, sitting behind closed doors and working with the team, we worked out how this is able to be supported, and I do feel confident that we can reopen the contracts and support um, the, the negotiating of um, wage increases for the members of these units. Thank you. I see Sandra's hand. Go ahead, Sandra. Thank you for that information. I was actually going to um, ask that you, you not comment because we were putting oh, him on a hot apologies. seat. But, um, Thank you for offering that information. And um, I think that we really should consider reopening this contract because of the situation that we are in. And we certainly um, want to provide our children with a, a sound education. And in order to do that, we need qualified personnel in our buildings and in our classrooms. And I know that it's been said that this has never been done before, but perhaps we've never been in a situation of this severity before. So when things are not good, we need to do something about it. So thank you for sharing that information. You're welcome. Any other discussion or comments? Yeah, Don. Yes, um, this would have probably been better if we had done it in June, given everything that happened. We're now in August. Let's not go over all the old, all the old data. But um, I don't know how much it's going to help this year. But we're still sitting on what I've heard was 90 openings. When I went to the administrators meeting, Several of the principals that I talked to told me that they're offering jobs and oh, I can't take it, it's five or six or 10 grand less. I don't think we can make all that up, but I think we need to make a good faith effort to try to bring it up so that we don't keep losing our teachers. Um, if we can't afford, which I think we can, then I, th I think we need it at the very minimum do A&E. But if, if we got the money to do everybody, that's fine. 
but I think each contract is going to have to look different because there are different needs throughout each contract, and I think they need to be negotiated separately. Thank you. Sam Shumsky. Yes. Um, one of the things I heard tonight was in regards to CTE. Is there a way, I know this is kind of maybe not on the subject in a way, but it relates to it. Is there a way we could put CTE teachers on a different pay scale in regards to that? Dr. Ware. To my knowledge, CTE teachers fall under the unit A contract. Um, I, I would have to do some research. I don't believe so. Um, however, I do know that the need in CTE hiring is the same as you've mm -hmm. heard other people say tonight. Okay. Thank you. Anyone else first time? Don, second time? Yes, um, that would have to be done during negotiation. So if we reopen the contract, then you could discuss it and possibly come to an agreement on it. But without reopening the contract, you're not gonna do that. Okay, thank you. Grace? Um, yes, I just wanted to share um, an email, well, a couple of emails that I got from um, constituents, one of whom was a, um, not a constituent, but a teacher. And um, she was not able to be here tonight, but she said, um, when I was in new teacher orientation in 2005, it was specifically mentioned that the goal was to have all the people there retire from Chicopee. And I felt this way. The district doesn't act like that anymore, and competitive pay is just one part of that. Um, and so that was one, one, um, one viewpoint. And, and another thing is um, I was able to uh, get some research from the... Um, MTR, um, MT, MTA, um, and I'm just gonna share and with pay skills of of um, Ag these are Agawam, Amherst Palace, Belchertown, Chicopee, East Long Meadow, East Hampton, Granby, Greenfield, Hadley, Hamden, Wilbraham, Holyoke, Long Meadow, Springfield, West Springfield, and Westfield. Of all those, um, I have a listing of the lowest, uh, what the entry level salary is, and um, the highest salary pay scale is. And um, there's only, of all those schools, there's only two schools on the list that are lower in pay than Chicopee. Um, other than that, all the other schools are higher than Chicopee. So that's just information I thought was pertinent to our discussion. Thank you. Any other discussion? Ron Bernard. Uh, thanks, Grace. I was just going to reiterate, but you already uh, said the same data that I had looked up also. Um, I spoke to, just like Don did, I spoke to several uh, principals within our city, and they all echoed the same thing that Dr. Ware had said and our people that here spoke out here in front of us here, uh, that they're facing that major issue of they're losing quality staff, all of them, going to all these other districts, and they're having trouble hiring quality young people to come here because they get better offers uh, from other districts, or they get hired and a week later they leave because they get a better offer. Uh, we can't continue going on this path. You know, our motto here in Chicopee is students first. And we're not thinking of our students first when we're not hiring the best possible people to help teach them. And, you know, that's our responsibility. Their kids are losing out. And they've been losing out for a while. And I know Grace can say this, and I can too, because we just recently retired. You know, we've been through a lot of this in our, in our careers. And we've seen it. We've seen it. Uh, I, all, a lot of my colleagues just just leaving, 
you know, and, and on a personal note, I had several, several offers my last few years to go to other districts. I wasn't looking, they came to me. They came to me and asked me to go to their district. But I wasn't going to do it because I'm a Chicopee guy. I lived here all my life. I worked here all my life. But you know what? I could see if I had 10 years left or 15 years left. What I have left, I have to give as serious consideration, even though my heart's here in Chicopee. So that says something when somebody would think that way, who's a Chicopee person. So we got to think about that. And we got to stop losing these qualities, people. And we have to make Chicopee education what it used to be when I first started uh, back in 1995, you know, the best in the area. And we had the best people in the area. We don't anymore. Also, any other comments or discussion? Sarah, could I have a roll call, please? Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. Mayor View? Yes. Mr. Wagner? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Out Mr. Barslow? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrett? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. 11 yes, one out of chair. Motion carries. 23-8-10. Move that the school committee reopen the collective bargaining agreement with Chickabee Education Association, Unit D, for the limited purpose of discussing wages and extending the agreement for one year. Uh, David, can I get a motion? We have a motion. Uh, could I ask you to rephrase that motion to reopen the collective bargaining agreement for the unit D? Is that? David? Yes? We have a motion to reopen the unit D. Please use the mic. Any discussion? Yeah, Donna is just letting you know, too. We couldn't hear you because of your microphone. Just having a hard time hearing you. And I'm not sure if it's on either. Oh. Thank you. We have a motion to open the collective bargain agreement with the Chicopee Education Association Unit D. Any discussion? Tim. The same, reason, the same reason for opening up the Unit A contract. Same for this, for comparative pay for these individuals. Thank you. Any other discussion? Tim Wagner. At the risk of asking people to be uh, repetitive, I was uh, out of the chair for a minute, and I did, uh, I believe that I heard Dr. Ware sharing some opinions on that. I, I wasn't present for, if it's at all possible for you to, mm -hmm. so I can ask. Correct, no problem. So yes, I was asked for my recommendation, and I, what I was stating was that, given that I was asked to do the research, I did, and the, the research was with my team, and actually um, everything that was echoed from the members of the CEA, or members who work currently in district, or members from the school committee, um, given that they had conversations with the administrative team, it is very true. We have numerous vacancies to fill. There is a, um, there is 
the actual expectation of trying to have pay, um, equal or better pay. So reopening the contract was my recommendation or of motion to do so was one that I support. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. Any other discussion? Don. Yeah, I'm for this. My only emphasis would be that we in individually negotiate these contracts because I think there's things we need to do in each contract that's different and that should not be, well, let's give it to one and give it to all because we need to look harder at certain positions than others. That's all. But I am for it. Any other discussion? Sarah, could we have a roll call, please? Mr. Bernard? I'm sorry. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. Mayor View? Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barcelo? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. 11 yes, one out of chair. Motion carries. 23-8-11. Move that this school committee reopen the collective bargaining agreements with Chicopee Education Association, Unit B and Unit E, and United Food and Commercial Workers Union, Local 1459, Custodial Unit, nurse, School Nurses, Technical Unit, School Cafeteria Workers, for the limited purpose of discussing wages and extending the agreement for one year. Susan, can I get a motion? Motion to reopen the collective bargaining agreement. And that's specifically for Unit B and Unit E. And, and, and the United Food and Commercial Workers Union. Custodial. Local 1459, custodial unit, school nurses, technical unit, and the school cafeteria workers. Any discussion? I see Don. Go ahead. Once again, I'd like to emphasize they all should be negotiated separately because of the difference of each different union. Grace. Um, also, to add to that, um, negotiating them separately would enable different members of the um, school committee to be on different teams without, with avoiding conflict of interest. Any other discussion? Sarah, we'll take a roll call. Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. Mayor View? Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barcelo? Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. 12 yes. <clears throat> Motion carries. We are on 23-8-12. Move that the payment of the Massachusetts Association of School Committees annual, due, annual dues totaling $7,875 from the school committee expense account be approved. Don. Motion to approve. We have a motion to approve. Any discussion? Grace. Can I have um, clarification from um, legal counsel? Like what exactly do we get with our dues? Sure. Please. Um, so it's, it's a membership for each of, it's for the school committee members, each of you, and I think some of you, including you, Ms. Schofield, have been to some conferences with the Mass Association of School Committees. In addition, they provide us with support in policy development and just kind of keeping us advised in terms of um, any activity in front of the legislature. I believe that you all receive a newsletter that kind of keeps you informed as to, you know, things that they would like you to advocate for um, that are pro kind of school 
items that are pending out there um, on the Hill, um, in Boston, or in, in Washington. I appreciate that. Thank you. I just wanted it for everyone's knowledge. Thank you. Any other discussion? It's a financial order. We'll take a roll call. Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. Mayor View? Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barcelo? Mr. Dow? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. 12 yes. Motion carries. 23-8-13. Move that the job description for school safety and security monitors be approved. Grace, can I get a motion? Motion to approve. Any discussion? Susan? Can I just please read the objective of this position? Yes. It is to promote attitudes of student responsibility assist with the safety of students and staff and the security of the facilities, assist in providing protection for all students, staff, and property. Is this a new uh, position? Mm -hmm. Correct, right. it is. That's what I thought. Um, one of their job um, under essential duties and responsibilities is to aid in the monitoring and ensuring smooth and safe travel, traffic flow at arrival and dismissal remain highly visible at all times and serve as a resource for all students, staff, and visitors, assist with fire drills, lockdown drills, and other emergency preparation drills as necessary. And I was pleased to see that they would be operating the metal detectors and conducting searches when directed to do so. Thank you for putting this new position in place. Thank you, any other discussion? So I believe just a point of information, this yeah. job description is going to have 10, I, I would have to ask, this was just before me, um, okay. clarification. So point of information, um, this job description was already presented to the school committee and it was voted and approved, but we have a new title okay. to the position that seemed a little more appropriate to the new administration. So you've already approved this. These positions are already in the budget. There's 10 positions. Ten That's just one of So Let the public know that yep. there's 10 of these. Yep. You all. 10 positions in a slightly revised job description. That we've already approved once. Any other discussion? Well, yes. please, please, while we're speaking about the security in our buildings, again, I uh, appreciate going through the warrants very thoroughly each and every week before I sign them. And I see many, many warrants pertaining to safety in our schools, especially over the summer months, regarding cameras and upgrading them and new locks in our doors. Um, there was some um, black curtains, I believe, on- Blackout, I, yeah, blackout Right, shades. curtains, mm -hmm. just all kinds of warrants. It, it leads me to believe that our school maintenance staff, especially Scott Chapdelaine, is working very hard in this particular area. And I always feel real, very assured when I see any of these warrants that we're really taking care of our, our staff and our students and everyone in the buildings. So again, this is accepting a new job description. Any other comments or, or discussion? 
We'll take a roll call. Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. Mayor View? Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barcelo? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrett? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. 12 yes. Motion carries. 23-8-14. Move that the second reading of the following policies be approved as recommended by the Policy and Human Resources Subcommittee. A, dual enrollment policy, I-5. B, equal educational opportunities, J-2. C, harassment of students, J-3. D, school choice, J-9. E, student absences and excuses, J-12. F, prohibition of hazing, J-23. G, student fundraising activities, J-31. H, corporal punishment, J-39. I, physical restraint of students, J-40. J, immunizations of students, J-50. K, communicable diseases, J-51. L, student fees, fines, and charges, J-57. M, student photographs, J-59. N, educational opportunities for military children, J-63. O, education, educational opportunities for children in foster care, J-64. P, exclusions and exemptions from school attendance, J-65. Q, student complaints and grievances, J66, and R, educational equity, J67. Sam, can I get a motion? So we have a motion to approve to enact these policies. Any discussion? Tim Wagner. Thank you, Mayor. As I uh, said at our last meeting, uh, a lot of this is just routine updating, uh, keeping in line with other districts for our policies. The biggest of the changes that you'll be able to find as you read through the language is uh, updates uh, regarding uh, new anti-harassment and anti-discrimination laws as passed by the, the Commonwealth, uh, some extra legal references, uh, things of that nature, as, as well as just simplifying other language. Thank you. I saw Doug Gerard's hand go up. Thank you, Mayor. I'd just like to uh, take a moment and um, those of my colleagues that are on the Policy and uh, Human Resource Subcommittee, I'd like to congratulate them and thank them for uh, going through uh, the policy handbook and cleaning up some of the language uh, and making sure that things are accurate, uh, up to date and in order. So uh, good work to, uh, to all of you. Thank you, Grace. Um, I would also like to thank um, the um, admin team who worked um, tirelessly on these um, policies and guided and answered all of our questions. And I'd like to call particular attention to the, um, I feel all the policies are um, important for setting students up for success, but I'm extremely um, excited about the new attendance policy so that I urge parents to uh, take a look at the, at the guidelines for attendance and excuses. So um, hopefully that will clarify um, what is an excused absence and not excused absence so that students can succeed and learn while they're in school. Thank you. Thank you. Any other discussion on these uh, following policies that are to be approved and enacted? Seeing none, we'll take a roll call. Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Mr. W I'm sorry, Mayor View? Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barcelo? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrett? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. 
Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. 12 yes. Motion carries. 23-8-15. Move that the first reading of student conduct and discipline, file J38, be approved. So check, can I get a motion? I believe the motion would be to, a motion would be to send to the policy subcommittee. Would that be the correct motion? First no, reading. Uh, point of information, so the, the motion would be to have the first reading approved, then the next step would be to suspend the rules so the and then we can move forward immediately. The first reading approved? No. Yes, so we have the motion to have the first reading approved. There'll be no discussion because it's the first reading, so we'll take uh, all in favor, how about that? Anyone opposed? No one. Motion carries. 23-8-16. Move that the school committee policy file B20 be waived so that the second reading of student conduct and discipline file J38 may be approved due to the urgency of the matter. Doug, can I get a motion? Uh, yeah, let's see here. We're going to make a motion uh, that the school committee uh, uh, be waived, uh, policy B20 be waived. Uh, so that the second reading of the, of the student uh, conduct and discipline file uh, be approved through the urgent matter. Thank you. Any, any discussion? Don. The, the reason why we have to waive, waive the, sec, the uh, first reading or second reading, normally there's a meeting between so that you have more time to digest, but because it's, the opening of school is coming, it now becomes time. We have to get it done. So that's why we have to waive that policy. Yeah, so these actually three orders are in tandem together to get this policy yes. enacted. Any other discussion? This one will waive policy file B20. All in favor? Aye. Anyone opposed? Motion carries unanimously. And we have 23-8-17. Move that the second reading of student conduct and discipline file J38 be approved. Sandra. Motion to approve. We have a motion to approve the second reading of the student conduct and discipline policy file J38. Any discussion? Susan. I, I think I'm looking at, well, in the students' rights and responsibilities, I'll speak on the next motion, please. Okay. So we are on the conduct and, conduct and discipline policy. Any discussion? Oh, Excuse me. Thank you again. Yeah, I, this is a motion I would like to speak on. The document that this um, comes out of is 102 pages long, and 14 pages of it are dedicated to just the student conduct and discipline. We expect our students to behave, and I was happy to see that it was very, very clear and outlined. Mm -hmm. Very, um, so thank you. Thank you. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Anyone opposed? Motion carries, unanimous. 23-8-18. Move that the Student Rights and Responsibilities Handbook for 2023-2024 revision be approved. Tim, can I get a motion? Motion to approve. We have a motion to approve. Any discussion? Any comments? Seeing none, all in favor? Aye. Anyone opposed? Motion carries, unanimous. 23-8-19. 
Move that the request from the Water Strong Initiative to use the facilities at Chicopee Comprehensive High School on August 21st, 2023, be approved in accordance with the community use of school facilities policy. Jay, can I get a motion? Motion to approve. We have a motion to approve. Any discussion? Any comments? Sandra. Just, um, it sounds like a wonderful program. There's going to be uh, 15 girls from Girls Inc. participating in this, and there's a a cooperation with the UMass Department of Geology. So in addition to being exposed to water safety, uh, the students will be at the Connecticut River shoreline to do some cleaning and learning about the ecosystems. Um, but just one question. In the letter, actually, to whom it may concern, which is for the August 21st date, which is Monday, the date at the end of the um, letter says that they were requesting to use the pool on June 21st. Mm. So does that have to be updated? It, it possibly needs to be updated. I do, I'm trying to find the letter. I don't know if that's on the, the paperwork that they sign as well. I didn't notice Wait. that. It's right here, I'm so blind. It's in your hand. Correct, it does say June 21st, so it needs to be updated because the flyer that they attached has August 21st okay. on it. Okay. So it sounds exciting. So good luck to these young gals. So for clarity, it is August 21st, 2023. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Anyone opposed? Motion carries. That's unanimous. 23-8-20. Temporary field lighting at Chicopee High School. Doug Gerard. Thank you, Mayor. Um, I did receive um, a request um, from uh, a few coaches. Uh, I, I know that the, the lights still aren't uh, up at Chickabee High School. Um, I ran into our, uh, our uh, emergency management coordinator, uh, Glenn Jocelyn, and I reached out to, our, uh, to Scott Chapdelaine uh, regarding this issue. Uh, we do currently have four light towers uh, that are available to us uh, at no, no cost. Um, I did speak with Scott Chapdelaine, and um, Scott thought that we could erect or, or bring over these four uh, light towers to the Chickabee High School uh, to enable um, our athletic programs uh, to have evening practices. Obviously, this uh, <coughs> lighting would not be uh, game uh, lighting. It would just be for... Uh, the use of to be able to use the turf field for practicing um, and uh, this would be very very helpful uh, to allow uh, some of our coaches and our, our uh, athletes to um, you know to practice in the evening uh, I was uh, in, in my discussion with uh, Mr. Chapdelaine um, uh, supposedly a few years back um, the lighting wasn't safe enough it didn't um, throw off enough illuminant um, to have a practice uh, to have a practice that was safe uh, I, I then talked to mr chapdelaine and i asked him if we could uh, possibly use these four light towers to light up just half the field um, and and scott thought uh, that that would be okay uh, he was going to check in uh, with the electric light to uh, to make sure that it was going to be enough lighting to, to uh, you know, to ensure safety for all the uh, athletes. Um, but certainly uh, we have a, um, 
you know, a field at Chicopee Comp uh, where the students and the coaches are allowed to have practices in the evening. And, uh, you know, I really like to see this approved tonight and have some consideration from my colleagues to, to approve this uh, tonight. Um, if I make a motion, um, this would be no cost to, uh, to the school committee since the, um, the city already has the, um, the portable lights that we are allowed to, um, you know, to put up. Uh, so that's pretty much uh, the nuts and bolts of it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to ask that we uh, approve this, this this evening as uh, school is, is uh, getting closer and the athletics will be starting uh, soon enough. We could add to that motion that it's contingent upon the safety of the athletes that are going to be participating at in the evening hours. Um, I think that would be something I would like to see added to the motion, if that's correct. And we can amend that motion. Uh, and uh, I did talk with Scott, and he was going to have uh, Chicopee Electric Light look into it, but he felt that four light towers for half the field would give plenty of illumination to have a safe, uh, you know, practice. Uh, for all the athletes involved. Any other discussion, Don? Yes, uh, through the chair to Mr. Gerard. Um, these, these light towers that we, we purchased that are sitting on the ground over there, been there for a couple of years, anybody know why they're not up? I do have the answer to that, uh, Mr. Lamoth. Um, I spoke with Scott today and I asked the same question. Uh, so apparently um, we were entered into a, uh, a contract with a company that um, could not handle the work, um, is what I'm told. They, it was just too much work at the time for them. They didn't have the staff to do it. And uh, we are currently in the process of making sure that uh, uh, we get out of that contract um, with this company. And I believe there's just a few things that, um, you know, obviously we're going to have to send this back out to bid due to the, the cost of it. and. Um, I, I, I'm under the impression that we don't want this company that um, backed out of this when they already had a contract. Um, we don't want them to be involved in the next bid. I got more to it. Don, you have the floor. Um, the reason why I'm asking the question is two years ago when we approved this, there was a lot of controversy about putting the lights up because Originally, we said we wouldn't, but now that they're LED lights, they shine down. Are these towers going to flood light to the neighbor's yard? And is it going to cause a noise pollution problem that that same neighbor is going to complain and have you talk to him? Because he talked to you before. Well, I can say this much that, uh, you know, these light towers are used everywhere, um, you know, for construction. Uh, there's a million cars on the road a day that are that are uh, running off of diesel fuel. Uh, they're gonna be erected far enough away from uh, where, they're, the, uh, where they're practicing. And um, it's my understanding that uh, they don't go very, very high up in the air. So there should be no issue with, uh, with neighbors. Okay. So I'll, I'll vote for it, but I'd li like to ask Dr. Ware if he could find out from Scott Chaplin when he expects to get the towers put up. Will do. Thank you. Any other discussion? Susan. I have been working, or I did work very closely with a neighbor that, 
that abuts the property, and they were very concerned about the lights being installed a couple of years ago. So I'm, I'm not comfortable with, because I, I would I would have liked to have heard directly from Mr. Tapton Lane that we're going to be okay in, in terms of what light they do cast. Because like I said, the, 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 everyone on Theodore Street is, is concerned about the amount of lighting and how it will affect them in their homes. In this particular family, I know well, I went to high school with the wife and both of them. And at one point they were very, very concerned. I, I didn't know you'd be making a motion tonight, Doug. I apologize. I, I'm not prepared to vote on it in the positive. I know because I'm just concerned that it will affect them and any other families that detrimentally. Sure, Doug, second. With all due respect, Ms. Lopes, uh, you were completely for this project two years ago. Uh, as a matter of fact, I remember you saying, and we can look back at the minutes, but you were um, very, very 100% uh, certain that those lights were gonna go up immediately. So for you to change your, uh, what you said two years ago, when we had this discussion at the meeting, uh, really kind of blows my mind. So I will make a, a motion to change this, um, this uh, motion, and I will um, make a motion that we, because of the safe lights um, at Zot Park, I will make a motion that we erect a temporary field that is not on the playing field, that is off to the um, outfield of the, I believe it is the softball diamond, uh, more towards the, um, the right field line. But uh, there's no reason that, w w you know, and I understand that's a grass field over there, so they're worried about keeping it nice, and I, and I understand that. But both high schools, if one can practice at night, then the other one should be able to practice at night. So I'll change my motion, and I would like to see a temporary field set up at Zot Park, not on uh, God's country, uh, off to the side. And we have lights that are already erected there. We can just turn them on, and we have people to do it. Um, but I think what's fair for one high school should be fair for another high school. And all, all kids should be able to practice at night uh, if we're going to allow any to do it. So I will change my motion that we, um, that we put in a temporary field, uh, maybe half the size, whatever we have the room for over at Zot Park, um, to allow this to happen. Thank you. Yeah, sure, Jim. You want to speak? Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I, I agree with with Mr. Gerard in saying that you know Chicopee Comprehensive has this. I mean, Chicopee High should be able to as well. And and the neighbors there, uh, they they also live right next to a field uh, elevated, looking over it. They get the the bright lights happening all the time. Um, you know, there's not a whole heck of a lot of complaints about it. And these are good community events that you know, bring people together, students and their families. Um, and, and, you know, if you, if you are living right next to a, a high school sporting field, I mean, there's going to be some expectation that there might be some, some light around there. I mean, that, that's just a given. It's, it's, it's a trend that I see happening in the city or people are living in areas where things are, I, I draw a con uh, comparison to uh, uh, the food bank of Western Mass. You know, the people when neighbors were living for decades and decades next to a property that was zoned for uh, one thing and, and were surprised when someone bought it and, and took advantage of it. Um, 
you know, it's just one of those things like you got to, you know, you got to expect it to happen if you're living in the area. Thank you. Sure, Jay. Um, so I know that the motion was amended. I just wanted to ask a question about the initial towers. So am I correct in understanding that the temporary towers you're speaking of were purchased approximately two years ago and haven't been utilized since or no? Uh, just a point of information, the temporary towers are generated, they're generators that provide emergency lighting with EMS and DPW. So they're used at night in locations where they don't need to be plugged in. So those are the four temporary towers. The lights that we're talking about that were approved two years ago were going to be permanent light fixtures, new LED that are actually in the parking lot. There's concern with the contractor, the subsoils, and other issues that um, I'm not purview to all that information, so I wasn't prepared to talk about it. And so, so I guess my question is, these emergency or these, these generator lights, have they been utilized for the last two years or no? The generator lights are used during emergency situations. Uh, sometimes I, they potentially might have been up at night out. I did not see them there, but uh, typically for events that are at night or emergencies. So we would need to, if they, if I, I know the motion was amended, but if we utilize those, then we would need to move them obviously on a needed basis based off of different events. If there was an emergency, I would assume that would take precedent over lighting the field. Okay. And, just, and, uh, and, my, and my final question, just in regards to, I know, again, the motion was amended. Um, is there any concern? I know parks technically close at dusk. And so are we, is there, is there any concern about, you know, we are now lighting up our parks and going against that, I guess, rule, if you will? I, I think you're asking questions that I wasn't prepared to answer tonight, and you know I just tried to um, ask Dr. Ware if there are a limit to the hour at night that teams can practice. Uh, it's my understanding sunsets roughly just before 8 p.m. right now, and it will probably keep diminishing, obviously, as we get uh, more and more into the fall season. But uh, I personally would like to do some more homework on on putting up temporary lights and using in the interior of Zot Park for practice without discussing this with the Parks Department, the Park Commissioners, and, uh, and, and that uh, many other factors. So I personally would like to see this potentially motion tabled until our September meeting, our first September meeting, so I could do some homework personally. Um, I know that Susan wanted to speak. Tim, you'll be for a second time, right? You already spoke once. Yeah. Susan, go ahead a second time. I apologize to Mr. Gerard for blowing his mind, and I just want to remind you that I'm only one vote. Thank you, Don. Motion to table until September 1st. We have a motion to table. That ends discussion. We can take a, a roll call on a motion to table. That ends discussion. You made a motion to table. There's no more discussion. We take a roll call. My hand was raised before that. Raised it after he made a comment. He's made a motion to table. He spoke before you. We're going to take a, a vote on the motion to table. Mr. Bernard? Before I vote, can I ask a question first? I don't know, because I just want to make sure I do the right thing, Mr. If Mayor. If we want to continue discussions, you <laughs> so would I, vote no to tabling. You can ask, or you can ask a question about the motion to table? Yes. Like, what does it mean or anything like that? Yes. 
All right, so if I want to ask a question, I should vote no then, right? If you want to continue discussions on the light. Yeah, I want to continue the discussion. Yeah. So I should vote no. You do not want to table it then. Correct. Well, if I want to continue the discussion first, right? Just for clarity. I, I just I, want to make sure I do the yes, right thing. Yes would table or postpone to the next meeting. A no vote would mean that we can continue discussions. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. You're welcome. No. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. Mayor View? Yes. Mr. Wagner? I abstain. Mr. Barcelo? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? No. Mrs. Schofield? No. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? No. Seven yes, four no, one abstained. Motion carries. The, the item is tabled. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Vice Chair Susan Satella-Lopes, Executive Session. Move that the school committee adjourn into executive session to approve executive session minutes to conduct strategy sessions in preparation for negotiations with non-union personnel and to discuss strategy with respect to collective bargaining and not to reconvene in open session. The chair declares that an executive session is necessary to protect the bargaining position of the committee. So we have a motion to head into executive session. Any discussion? All in favor? Aye. Anyone opposed? Motion carries. Thank you.